and welcome back to a new season of football. It is uh, episode 124 of the Talking Talkie podcast. Um, I'm joined this uh, well this evening, late this afternoon, by Matthew Roberts. Evening, afternoon. And uh, Johnny Jones. Evening, guys. You all right? All good. All good. Well, I'd like to start by congratulating Exeter City on their promotion to the Championship. Um <laughs> South End's promotion to League Two, um, and 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 Truro's promotion up to the conference. I think I think they've all deserved it this season and played played really well. Just a bit of a shame that we're finishing mid table. Um, what did you make of? Because apparently that's how football works. Um, what did you you both went on Saturday? I didn't. I was uh, I was in Stoke Gabriel eating crab from Brixham. Oh, very nice. Which, which by the sounds of it was probably a better day out. Um, what did you both make the game, and 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 how was it? Um, I was pretty confident beforehand, actually very confident beforehand, because Dover have had the worst possible preseason that I that I could ever imagine. Um, the system managers leaving after a couple of days and players not joining when they said they were, and we've had a pretty good preseason as it turns out. I think. I thought all all the stars were aligning for a pretty good performance, um, which is exactly what we got in the first half hour. That was just superb stuff at times. Um, Dover couldn't handle us, and we were all were all over them, complete control for about half an hour, um, and got the goals that we needed. And I thought, oh yeah, if this is if this is the standard. In the conference south, then I think we're going to do pretty well. We're going to enjoy it, um, but that that sort of enjoyment was relatively short-lived. Uh, immediately after we scored the second goal, things started to go downhill a bit, didn't they? Yeah, uh, completely agree, mate. I mean, first twenty minutes we just blew them away, really, and I thought you know we're first to every ball. Um, it was the weather was pretty bad, but to be fair, the pitch was some pretty good nick. I thought I don't think we can really blame the pitch at all for, for what happened in, in the in the second half. Um, we were passing it around nice and crisp. Um, the Dover defender decided to stick it in his own net. <laughs> um, did quite well too, but it's one up. And then yeah, it just looked like we were just gonna. It looked like it was gonna be a case of how many. We were going to score. Um, I think Ash, Ash hit the post, didn't he? Got put through. Yeah, he did. Um, we had another sort of one that cleared off the line. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but it was almost like the lads thought, seeing that, job done. I think though the heads could have dropped to that point, but they just they just carried on. And I don't know, I honestly... I don't know what we were playing at, to be perfectly honest. After we went two and up, we just started hitting it long, aimless balls to Jarvis, couldn't get, any, couldn't win any headers, um, and they just they got a goal just for half time, which I know is a cliche, but it's a very, very good time to score for them. And I don't know about you, Matt, but I wasn't particularly worried at that point. I thought, oh, Gary Johnson will just give him a rocket at half time. We'll come out second half and and do and basically just blow them away again for a twenty minutes spell in the second half. But didn't happen, did it? That was the optimist in me. I I, I thought that would happen, but the second half pretty much began 
and carried on as the first half ended. Um, you're right, the conditions didn't make it particularly easy, but Dover, you know, Dover had to contend with it as well. Um, there was a few opportunities which I thought if if the pitch had been dry, then we probably would have scored. But then you could probably say the same for them as well. Um, it was it was such a lethargic performance, I thought, in the second half. Um, I don't really know what our game plan was. And it's, it reminded me largely of bits of last season, large parts of last season, actually. Um, we didn't really seem to have a handle on what was going on. And we allowed Dover to... Uh, out musclers at times, particularly for their yeah. second goal. Um, yeah, we we seem yeah. we seem to sink to their level a bit, didn't we? In, yeah. In terms of in terms of hitting, trying to hit it long, um, which was working really well for them. I think um, we'll probably touch on it a bit more. But um, Jenkins Davies played on the as right wing back, right in, in, play, in place of Stops. Um, and I think. Work. You look at the team sheet. I looked at the team sheet for I can't work out what formation this is because don't think he's a right wing back. Um, no, well, I mean the thing is when it comes because because that's clearly the the system that Johnson wants to use. Um, he's used it really, apart from the year that we we nearly, apart from the year that in COVID that we don't need to talk about. We've kind of since being back in the conference now, obviously back in the conference south now. We, we, we've kind of played that three at the back or five at the back system. And he's played all manner of players. You know, I, I wouldn't put Lewis Collins down as a, as a sort of wing back. And I, neither, really neither would I Stobbs or certainly not Dylan De Silva last season. But it's, I think the idea, because I saw in that extra friendly, that in possession, it's almost as if they're both wide forwards and yeah. play far more advanced. And I wonder if kind of in a competitive game, it may be just you thought actually having too much of an attacking player as a as a wing back isn't going to work. But you know you look at it and and we don't you know Sean Donnellan isn't a recognised centre back. That's never been his position, but he's always done a reasonable job for me as a sort of right of the back three. I think the problem is when you've not got anyone who's an experienced defender mm. back there, it, you're gonna that is going to cause issues. But I think. Don't get me wrong, I kind of, you know, I was obviously joking at the start, but I've always kind of felt that the first game is the last preseason game and it is a free hit. But I suppose off off the back of last season and the fact we are, you know, unquestionably in a league that we really shouldn't be in, certainly not again, it's, you know, it isn't, a pro, it isn't acceptable for us to be at this level. Fans rightfully will want results to come in quick, sort of thick and fast. And I suppose it just puts that little bit more onus on the home games Saturday and Tuesday that they, they, they're not must wins as such, but they are, you know, you need to get those points on the board quickly. Um, yeah, we, we, need, we need to start off and carry the momentum that we had in pre-season, don't we? Um, because you, I think, know, yeah. you know what will happen, don't you? If, if we start slowly, we end up with, I don't know, seven points from the first seven games or so, which you know, I don't think is going to happen. I, I saw enough on Saturday at times, certainly in the first half hour, when we, we played to our strengths. We played it on the floor. That's how we got the goals. Um, and when we used our pace, there's enough there, I think, to cause teams real problems. 
Um, but we just gave up on that after after a while, maybe because of the conditions we thought oh, we can't keep running on this or we, the ball's just too slow or whatever. But um, I don't, yeah, it's, there's no need for panic stations, I think, but there are issues to look at within the team, which I think we knew about anyway, but they've just been yeah. exposed in a competitive setting. Um, and you, you've had, you know, Dover, they were, they were physical and they were very determined. And once you have those sort of, once you have like Ollie Tomlinson and Krask and Donnellan up against, you know, some imposing attacking players who really want to impress and get a win or get a draw even, then I, I think that's a different kettle of fish compared to playing, you know, Exeter in the preseason friendly. Yeah, it, it definitely it definitely is, and I think I think Stobbs is probably I think this game just showed how how important Stobbs is, mm. especially to to the system that he wants to play with the with the wing backs. Because um, I thought Jenkins Davies prob- probably our best player on the day, I would say. Um, even even though he was struggling as right wing back, he got pushed inside in the second half, and you could tell you could tell he's a decent player. Um, yeah. It went very narrow but, in the second half, I thought. We were. Yeah, we yeah. definitely were. No um, and there, there seemed... Uh, the second goal, I think you've already touched on Tomlinson, but the ball sort of gets played through and he, he comes across and you just you just want him to just, just commit to the challenge. Mm. He seems to just sort of just not do anything and he gets kind of brushed aside. and He doesn't know what to do, I, I, I think. Um, he's, he's probably worried about conceding the foul, but in the end, yeah. he he doesn't concede the foul and he and he lets the goal in. Unfortunately, do you um, put do you put that down at all to inexperience? Because I know he played a bit for Chippenham last year, but really, hmm. he's never. I don't think he played much or at, if you know, if not at all for Plymouth, and he didn't really do anything for us last year. So you wonder, is he one of those players that um that sort of probably just needs a run of games to settle in. And I suppose playing with, like I say, we're not playing with a recognised, experienced sense bag. You know, that's even where, like, you think, is it worth having Ross Marshall in there? Mm. I'd argue not. Um, but <laughs> Well, you know, it almost, it felt like on Saturday we, we needed a type, a Ross Marshall type player because they had a massive, they had a big centre-half like that and he was just winning everything. Um, well, that's, that's the thing. You think we, at this level, if you're going to play a three, you want, you know, an ideal three for me could be, you know, Donnellan is a good player and he, he, he what I like about him is because he's got that midfielder trait in him. He can play football. He, he made on an incredible marauding run against Exeter in pre-season. Like I say, I know it's only pre-season, but I've, and I've always liked him. Um, Tomlinson or Krask, you know, young players could, could become something good. And then you probably need a Moxie or a Marshall to... Just to give them that little bit of a helping hand, I think you know, to play in the middle or or just just keep that keep that shape and and offer that bit of experience because I do think across the rest of the pitch we've got quality throughout and that's the but that's the only area that worries me. Um, I, what I did you ma- say Sorry, sorry, sir. No, I wouldn't even on. say it's sort of quality as such that we need in defence. It sounds a bit stupid, but I'd be perfectly happy with it. Um, Niate type player that we had we had last time mm. in this division, a big, 
strong defender who doesn't need any finesse really all he needs in this division I think centre back all he needs is just to be able to win win a header out muscle opposition players and whack it clear that, that's that's all he needs to do or just recycle the ball to someone else who can do something with it uh, but I don't we definitely didn't have that on uh, Saturday when when Moxie gets fitter I think that would solve or at least go some way to solving some of the problems that we had. I think I think Dino's just so experienced. He'll he'll help Tomlinson when he's yeah. playing alongside him. Um, but yeah, uh, I think looking at a back three of uh, Donnellan, Tomlinson, and Krask, it just it doesn't fill me with confidence. And I think Saturday was. I know it's only one game. Completely aware it's only one game, but. Um, we, no, looked I do agree light, with we, you. we look we looked lightweight. Yeah, no, I do agree with you. I think it's it's one of those where the because the, the impression I got from preseason was that we were going to play that type of football where you kind of overload teams and you will probably score more than yeah, you know, more you, you know, you are looking at scoring sort of two or three plus a game, but you, you're gonna leave yourself open. Because you know, in that extra game, if they finish their chances, it probably would have been a three each draw. They just, uh, you know, scuppered a few of those. But because you do leave those gaps, and I'm not saying that every team we play is going to have, you know, League One, League Two quality players, but it is a case of, yeah. I mean, I, I hope that the training this week has been a case of, let's season starts on Saturday, you know, let's let's focus on the mistakes or where we, where we were left short. Um, how did the other new players get on in terms of, you know, particularly Bradley Ash, he's, he's come in as quite a promising and exciting signing. Um, and the, the other sort of debutants, if, uh, if you like, how, how any, anyone worth kind of shouting about? I don't think there was, I, I couldn't really have picked out a man of the match, to be honest, or sort of key players, but uh, I could, the problem was with Ash and Jarvis up front, they didn't get really any service, particularly after the first half hour anyway. Um, so it's difficult to see what either of them could do. Um, but I think, you know, if you play if you play it on the ground, or at least you, you do what we did for the first goal, um, you know, we played it forward really quickly down the wing and we got a cross in. And even if their player hadn't have scored an own goal, we might well have put it in anyway. I think if you play that sort of football, then you're going to probably get results from the two we've got up front. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think Ash is, is is busy. I think he is going to definitely score goals at, uh, at this level. Um, mm. Should should have should have easily had one on Saturday at least. Um, but he seems to be a little bit too too far apart from from Jarvis. Um, after the first 20 minutes. It's just so weird how the performance changed so much. Um, and he was sort of feeding, feeding off scraps for the second half. Should have scored right, literally last click of the game, he should have scored. And this is kind of a funny thing about the game is that, and it's kind of alludes to what you said earlier, Sam, it's almost like, well, if you score two, we'll just score three. That's mm. the kind of vibe that was coming out of the game is that, if we took all of our chances, we should, we would have won. Like we should, we would easily won if we took our chances. I know Dover Do, had a couple of half chances, but he didn't have anything as clear cut as us. Um, Jarvis missed an absolute sitter. 
um, pretty much straight along with it. He he, yeah. he hesitated too much with it. He, he did. I, on, on the highlights, he because oh. it, it, the camera's behind him, and um, he's he's wondering what to do. And then the goal's, end, the goal's gaping, isn't it? Yeah, he, and he still has <laughs> loads of time. Even when even yeah. when he shoots, he still has loads of time. Um, but at the, I don't know. He he slipped, or the, the ball didn't go where he wanted it to. Um, but it was he could he, he could he could actually have squared it across the goal. Yeah. Looking at the highlights, he could have just passed it across, and I think Lapsy would have tapped it in. But um, touching on the debuts, I know mentioned him already. I thought Jenkins Davis did struggle a bit right at wing back, but it's kind of a square peg in a round hole for him. I thought he looked pretty good. Um, yeah, it, it, I, I would say sorry. And also from so I work with an uh, with a Argyle season ticket holder, and he he seemed very very uh, very complimentary of him as a footballer. He said he's a real talent, but by the sounds of it, would be a talent playing that Connor Evans role, kind of exactly number I ten, just off the striker. I think long term he needs to play in the midfield. Um, midfield is an area um, that I've seen a lot of discussion on in the week. Um, around Brett McGavin. I don't want to keep picking on Brett McGavin. Um, did put a nice ball through for the, the, the lead up to the second goal. Um, he's just one of those players that you think he's, he's kind of he's kind of got the skills. He just doesn't have the the, the physicality or the athleticism. Um, Do you know what? Like every, every time I've watched him play, it's you know it's a fair number of times now. I think the same thing. You know what? It's it, it's a really really frustrating one with him. I've, I call him a bit of a YouTube footballer because, and don't get me wrong, I, I said at the start, I said in pre-season to plenty of people, it, I, I'm giving everyone a fresh clean clean slate. You know, let let them have a chance to try and prove themselves. But with him, what I saw from him last season was someone that, if he was doing a show reel, you you'd probably think, yeah, championship player. He can pass the ball. He can strike a ball. He can. Yeah. You know, he could take three set pieces well, in theory. But it, everything looks laboured and lethargic. He looks like he's running through treacle all the time. And I just, that is my one concern with him, as I just think, if you're just that much, and he's, he, I say, you know, he's younger than me, which for anyone listening, I'm incredibly young. Um, but he's, you know, for a young man, it shouldn't look so laboured and so much effort to, to turn and, and to make those runs. So don't get me wrong. I think if you had, you know, I'd be interested to see how he settles in, but, you know, of the three that started in midfield, you've got to think with, if Stobbs is back at right back or, or right side, you, you, you've got to think that Jenkins, what's his name? Jenkins Davies. Yeah. yeah. He'll, you, you either think he'll slot into midfield or, you know, I know he's out for a couple of months by Sam's things, but if, if Kev Dawson's back, does he play in it? I mean, I'm, I'm not sure if three of Kevin Dawson, uh, Asa Hall and Tom Lapsey is, is particularly needed in the Conference South. I think two well, of those yeah. three. For me, um, Dawson is the, the main person we're missing, like the, the biggest miss for us right now is Dawson. Yeah, I mean, he I was... If you, if you looked at our form at the end of last season, he was instrumental in it because all of a sudden we had legs in midfield. Do you know what? I, I I don't want to go into the I don't want to talk about him too much, but 
I think one of the best things about Frank coming down was he took the kind of spotlight away from Kevin Dawson and almost put other clubs, kind of took him out of other clubs' minds because he was an absolute revelation last year. He, he was. Would, you know, he, he's just that big, hard Irish midfielder that we, we would need. And for me, I'm, we all love him to bits, but for me, the, the two that I would start in midfield if you've got your back three, a combination of whoever, my four across the middle, including as wing backs, would be Stobbs on the right, Collins on the left, Asa Hall and Kevin Dawson in midfield. Kevin Dawson isn't particularly old. He's, what, 31, 32. So you've got those two to kind of just boss the midfield. If you've then got um, uh, Ash and, and Jarvis up top with... Um, uh, with, with Jenkins Potter kind of playing just off them, yeah. that really that, that that's a attacking uh, well that's a side that should really be winning a lot more games than they don't this year, um, and there's a lot of quality in there. So I, I'd be I, it's it, like you say it's the first game. Um, I'm sure the players got that would have taken plenty out of it, and there's you know an awful lot of awful lot of football left to play. Um, so obviously we moving on to Saturday, playing at home to Worthing, um, a team that I genuinely have no clue about. So I've got them up on Google in front of me, and it looks like a bit of an ex-goals reunion. Um, starting off, they've got their number five is Aaron Racine, famous course for getting injured and never playing a game for us. Um, <laughs> Joe he Felix lasted about thirty seconds, didn't he? Yeah, did his Paul Blake did his like ACL or something like that. It was one of those like. You know, couldn't have come much worse as a debut and conceded a penalty. Uh, was billed as kind of being the the, the messiah. Uh, Joe Felix, famous for being shorter than uh, Marcus Arscott. If you know Marcus, that's an incredible achievement. Um, he was a weird signing for us, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Bought him from Billericay, and we all kind of thought, okay, it must it must be something about him. Like once, yeah, or once twice. or twice, and twice was yeah. just no one knew if he was because he was very short we kind of thought maybe he's a winger started playing in midfield you're thinking hang on a minute yeah not sure that's going to work um, they've got Ricky Aguirre famous of course for um, making absolutely no impact on loan for us last year but to be fair to Ricky most of the players last year on loan also didn't make an impact um, and then up front they've got Greg Lua famous of course for being in that Woking team that went up from uh, from the conference. I'm surprised he's conference out because I always thought he was quite good. He's a good player. Man. Yeah. Uh, and the one that does get me a little bit nervous is Jay Robinson. Famous course for always scoring way too many goals at this level. He We had him on loan from Shrewsbury. I remember he didn't sign for us. And then a couple of years later, he was playing at somewhere like having at Waterlooville and he thought, really? Like, what on he, played for, um, he played in that Billy Ricky team, didn't he? He did, yeah. He was in that Glenn Tamplin era, but even like Dartford, I think to be fair, I'm fairly sure he's because he, he was a Brian player. I'm fairly sure he's always kind of been based in and around the South Coast. So yeah, I, yeah, I was, yeah. that that explains why he's at Worthing. But it, it, one of those players that really should have had a solid League Two, League One career, but seemed seemed to kind of. I mean, I, I imagine it was a case of reasonable money playing part time, whilst probably working in. I know an incredibly skilled job like recruitment, um, but they've, so they've got a half decent side, and I think it just goes to 
it just goes to show this league it, it is going to have players that are there is going to have sides that have got some half decent players um, they're going to be decent yeah um, I don't think I'll they're going to push I'll tell you that now I think they're going to they should be well they got they lost out in the playoffs last year did they uh, yeah um, so they they'll be there or thereabouts this year I would have thought um, so it's not going to be a, a walkover on Saturday well, they, they played Tunbridge Angels in the first game and beat them 1-0 with a 95th minute winner, uh, which Nicky Wheeler scored. It's an incredible that goal. as well. Nicky Wheeler. Didn't he play for, he play for, for Dawkins, Dawkins last year, didn't he? Yeah. They're, they're no mugs. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Gary Johnson is in. But they won't be mugs. <laughs> Gary Johnson. No, they won't be. It, every, you know, everything I've seen in the, in the bit of time that I was looking basically since... Uh, since coming online, um, it's I don't know it. It I think it just drives home that actually the, the standard of the league has gone well up since we were last here. They're not all bin men and plumbers. Um, uh, other professions are available. Um, there are going to be good things. Having said that, I think it's important that we get a result because there's there's an awful lot. There's, it should be really. I think we've all said sort of somewhere between us and us and Yeovil for the title. They lost at the weekend, and I think in the first few games, if you can make up a few points on them just to take that little bit of pressure off, if there are cancellations in games or postponements, and there are extra, you know, when the schedule gets built up, I think if they, you know, if they slip up, we have to capitalise early. I don't want to. Excuse me. I don't want to get into a position where we're going through. You know, with the leaders going back and forth, back and forth. So, yeah. Yeah, it's the first game at home. We need to be putting down a marker, don't we? We need to be putting down a good performance as well. Um, but I think the problem with being in this league is that every game on paper is like looks like a, a win for us. If you know what I mean? Like we're, we're going to be expected to win every single game in this league. Yeah, uh, and it's it's not going to happen. Hopefully, we after based on last weekend. Um, so I think I think we should be going into the games at home fully, fully expecting us to to win. But they're not all going to be four and five nails. Um, Teams aren't going like um, like they did the last yeah. time, last time we were in the division. Are they? Um, I just think I just think that team was better than the one we've got now. I know we've only played one game. Um, We've not signed any loan players yet, which can make a big difference. But I mean, I'd I'd rather have. Well, yeah. I, once Johnson had finished uh, putting his mark on on that team, I think yeah, it, it's better than better than this one. But um, so that is a really interesting debate that I think could almost be a different podcast. It shouldn't because I don't think anyone's got that much time on their hands. But I think a genuinely interesting debate would be which team would you rather have because. I would rather have the team that finished that season, yes, but start the season not knowing what they were going to do. I think it'd be a toss-up. You know, it was a bit of a bunch of misfits. And to be fair, I hate the man, like genuinely hate the man, but Gary Howes put a good team together. But none of us really, you know, it, it was a, a every, apart from Asa Hall and a cup, maybe a couple of others, every signing was a gamble. Like Kyle Cameron had no real pedigree. It's a good point to be fair, because we're looking back 
um, hindsight, aren't we? We we know what we know what those players have gone on and the standard they've gone on to be. Yeah, um, there's nothing at, at, the t- at the time. There was no there was no indication really, was there? No, even like Jamie Reid. If you said to someone based off the relegation two relegation seasons, not knowing anything about the conference south going forward. Would you rather have Jamie Reid or Aaron Jarvis? Ninety-five percent would say Aaron Jarvis, a hundred, without a doubt, in my opinion. Um, and then you look at it and you think, you know, uh, Lewis Collins is probably better than, uh, you know, going into the season is probably better than, I don't know, who do we have on the left that time? Um, Robert Andrews, wasn't it? Yeah, he didn't start season. No, it would have been that uh, uh, Banton, Jason Banton, or Bobson Balling, or <laughs> that's, actually, that's actually a good point. You know those type of players. Nice. So it's, it's a really, you know, it's, it'd be a really interesting. You know, Ace. The only player that I know I'd definitely swap. In hindsight, is I'd rather have Ace Hall a couple of years younger. <laughs> you know, a thirty-one-year-old Ace Hall because you know, as much as he is still for me our most key player, you know, there is there is that, but. You know, you look look across. The only the only area that I definitely say is maybe like you know Liam Davis going into it because we all knew how good he was. But it's it's one of those where you think actually the Conference South team last year it took them until September October to really kind of click into place and go on a bit of a run. And I know we've got on the you know the nucleus of the squad that finished the season last year, but even the lineup on Saturday, you've got Tomlinson and Kraska who have never really played men's team first team football you've got um uh you've got this right uh, this player the, this argyle lone player jenkins potter jenkins jenkins davies who hasn't played for the club before and you've got bradley ash who's new to it so really it's still a fairly new team gelling and it's you know like i say i've no no logic i've no reason to justify this but the first game for me is a bit of a free hit because like i say ecstasy aren't going to win league one Truro aren't going to win the conference south. Uh, south end, I don't think we'll win the conference, but I'd actually say strange things have happened. Um, so, you know, it's it, it does put a bit more on Saturday and Tuesday, following Tuesday at home to Chippenham. Um, but I, I, I think, for me, I think that's six points from the next two. Yeah, got to be. I think we've got to be it, it, to win it, all the home games. Both needs to be and, you know, should be. But like you say, I do agree regarding uh, Jules, you know, put, put in a, a group chat the other day, said, win all your home games, don't lose your away games, you'll go up. Couldn't be more right. You know, if we win every game at home uh, and and avoid defeat away, bearing in mind, you, you know, you know, the less you lose, the more you win. In theory, that that's that's a recipe for going up. It a lot of it for me does hinge on on what what Yeovil and I don't really know who else the favourites are. I just don't know this league. Worthing, Hartford are always up there. Yeah. Looking at their team, Worthing, I, I I've never really heard of them until to be honest when I checked the fixtures this afternoon. They look, you know, already think as yeah, the teams that I, can't, I haven't even heard of got have got good sides put together. So tell your tell your team that nobody has mentioned. Uh, Maidstone came down with us. Yeah, and I had to remind myself. Yeah. I had to remind myself the other day. There were four teams that came down, but I couldn't remember the last one. Well, they were just so down. crap. Everyone forgot about them. Yeah, but I'm not particularly worried. Might about work them. in their favour, to be fair. 
and I'm not sure on George Elikovi's kind of strengths as a manager, but I'm not convinced on the side of signing of Lewis Covalan. That header, as much as it was at the time, one of the most incredible moments, which we would all share with him forever. That header did a lot of heavy lifting for his career. He would never have got a move to Port Vale. I, I, sorry, and the couple of saves made in the shootout, to be fair to him. I almost guarantee that he would still be a talking about a player if that the next. He wasn't that good. The fact that he could never become just a solid number one, and it was always between him and uh, uh, him and Sean McDonald, for me, just goes to show that he probably wasn't as good as people want him to be. Not a bad keeper, but not. He just he played an absolute blinder that day. He did absolutely. He yeah. did absolutely everything asked of him and more. Um, it's just a pity that our strikers couldn't score penalties. Don't. But yeah. Um, what's Sean McDonald up to at the moment? Fucking Billy Waters. I hope he's happy on his money. Um, no, nah, Billy, you're right. I don't know, actually. I don't think he's got a club, has he? I haven't seen that he's got a club. Which is odd. Well, the thing is, he's a good keeper. He's a good keeper, but it's a lot of people were sort of saying, oh, we should. Uh, you know, we should be back in for him. You think, well, no, he's turned we down contracts. We don't need him now, though, do we? That's the but, thing. Like. But for me, regardless of that, he turned down keep. Sorry, turned down. He uh, turned down deals twice with us. Now it's like, don't get me wrong. Fair play to him, kind of almost swallowing his pride and coming back. But you're clearly not as good as you want to be. With all due respect, it, like he's good, but he's and, and I don't know. He, he's still youngish for a keeper. He's 26, uh, pushing 27. Born on the 28th, 20th of October 1996. Definitely, I've got Wikipedia up right in front of me. Um, but it, you know, he, he didn't make an appear, didn't make a competitive appearance for Cheltenham last year. I don't think. Certainly not in the league. No, he played in the Papa John's. I know. I know that was. Uh, I know that was League One. But um, uh, you know, I used. I'm surprised a, a League Two club maybe hasn't taken a punt on him. But you wonder kind of how much. I've always got the impression with Sean McDonald, unless he's going to be the number one, and or, or certainly very much competing, I get the impression that he would probably be far happier playing local league stuff doing a job you know he, he didn't like being a number bit sort of competing for that number one spot at Torquay he hasn't been a number one at Cheltenham I wonder if he's the sort of person that just wants to play and he would probably rather play go up to Blythe yeah. play local stuff working in you know a nine to five job honestly wouldn't surprise me with him I think he's a he's a decent conference level keeper he'll do a job oh yeah uh, I'm surprised that he hasn't managed. Well, he's probably just waiting for. Yeah, I think if he hasn't got a, if, if he hasn't got a club by now, then I think it's probably because he doesn't want. You know, that's his own choice. I don't think it's because a club hasn't come in for him. And it's also for him. He's from. He's obviously from the northeast, and he's got a partner down here, I believe. So I, I can imagine that's why for him, Cheltenham is probably really appealing. It's a League One club. Better money, you'd, you'd, you'd imagine. And, you know, all right, it's not around the corner, but Cheltenham is commutable from Torquay. I wonder if he's kind of looked at it. Maybe he's had offers from clubs further afield and thought, is it worth it? Uh, uh, I half expect them to rock up at Yeovil because of that. Uh, Phil Osborne. Yeah, he's at Yeovil now, isn't 
He is, yeah. He's a dickhead, by the way. He's an absolute dickhead, that bloke. But I've got history with him. I just... He used to... We, I used to play football on a Monday night and he used to organise this... Uh, he, he ran this, like, kids' goalkeeper school. Um, and we... we The person who usually brought our football was, wasn't there, so we had one. Someone lost it and we said, oh, look, mate, can we borrow a football? We went, no. We're like, come on, we haven't got a football. We've got, we're like, we've got 40 minutes left of our session. He was like, yeah, you should have thought of that. And I thought... Really? I was like, mate, I'll give you 20 quid as a deposit. You know, it's fine. And he never did. And I, he lives around the corner from me. Honestly, even in the summer when there was no football, still wearing a yo- full Yeovil tracksuit. Like, <laughs> clearly wants to get the message home to his neighbours that I do work in football, lads. I do work in football. So, uh, yeah. But like, I get your point. I, I, I was half expecting that as well. I think, I think that would have really touched a nerve with certain fans. But... You know, oh, yeah, 100%. I, I'm happy with Mark Halstead. So, yeah, he was good on Saturday. Was he? Yeah, played on Saturday. He made a one really cracking save, didn't he? He, um, we were, we were standing at the other end. First uh, half, yeah. Right in line with, right in line with the, um, the goal. And, um, Dover had it just outside of the area. It would have been about what, 25 yards out or so. And, uh, their man absolutely nailed it. Um, straight to the goal, curving as it went, and Halstead he pretty acrobatically, so he made it look better than it perhaps was. But he made a one-handed save, tipped it over the bar, kind of save that he probably wouldn't have done two seasons ago. Do you know what I'd be interested in? Is I actually think this season he um, it will show if he's a good keeper, really show if he's a good keeper or not, because. In theory, he should be called into action far less. And that's when you judge a good keeper is when they can pull off saves when they're not constantly mm. in the game. You know, like Nick Pope was frequently having to make stops last year. Good keeper, but was kind of looked good because he was always in action. Whereas like you add Allison's and your Edison's of the world, they're good because they are seldom called upon, but when they are, they, they deliver. So yeah, interesting one. See how he gets on. Um, but yeah, obviously... Slow start for, for the season, long way to go. Very interested to see how we get on against what looks like a reasonable Worthing side. I think that's another solid test for us. And then obviously the chipping game on Tuesday. It's important for us, I think, to have two home games back to back to chance properly. Kind of just net it, you know, hopefully get the season started. Um, have you got any predictions? I, th- I think we, well, we've got to win both, haven't we? So, uh, yeah. uh, Two nil, two nil to both. Why not? I don't think we'll keep a clean sheet on Saturday. I'll, I'll go two one win on Saturday. Uh, and who are we playing on Tuesday? Chippenham. Chippenham. One of the favourites uh, for the draw. I was going to say, fuck me. If we don't win that four nil, then I have my season ticket back. Two nil, two nil against Chippenham. Didn't they beat? Didn't they? Um, didn't they beat us two one? Was it in the hours season, and that got him sacked? That was when we got him sacked, wasn't it? Yeah. Was it 2-1 or did we draw 0-0? We drew 0-0 to Gloucester. That was the one we drew. No, we lost at home. We lost at home. Chippenham did the double over us. They were one of two teams to do the double over us. Hang on. Remember the other one? Trivia. Who was the other one? We want Western Supermare because they... Did they beat us? Yeah, Western Western did the double over us. No, did they beat us away? I yeah. thought we um I yeah. thought we drew that game. No, it, I'm fairly sure we lost. 
Yeah, two. sorry, eighth Chippenham beat us one nil that day. It was twenty. I remember that. I remember that just being one of those. I, I even I didn't even have the energy to boo them. I just thought at the end I was like, this is just I'm, sad now. Like this is. I knew. Yeah, I knew he was gone. I I, I hoped he was, but I didn't. I just didn't believe it. It was one of those. I thought. I, I honestly think I'm watching the death of my club. Just quickly before we finish, I'm going to go through our lineups that day. Um, Jack, I just want to say. I just want to say as well, the, the away game at Weston was to all. Bradley Ash equalised for Weston in the last minute. What? Oh, I've always had it in my head that that was a loss. Yeah, I was only nine. Nah. I, I just remember it was absolutely, it was like the first proper game after, that away game after we pointed Johnson. And I, there was, I was seeing people that I hadn't seen in years. They were like, we've got our club back. Um, yeah, just quickly, the lineup for us that day, um, I was going to say, Jack Compton was in the Chippenham lineup. I think he's played for every club apart from us. Um, this is in no order. I don't know what order they've gone through. The picture of Carl Cameron is incredible, by the way. It looks like an extra from Geordie Shaw. Uh, Jake Andrews, uh, Alex Bass, Carl Cameron, Liam Davis, Opie Edwards, George Essiman, Asa Hall, Rory Keating, Chris Regis, Jamie Reed, Ben Winter. That's not that bad, actually. That's not as bad as I, I thought you were going to say. Um, there are obviously some, there's obviously some dross in there, but Brett Williams replaced uh, Rory Keaton on, on an hour. Um, Jason Banton, Jason, <laughs> yeah, he was a fucking joker, wasn't he? Jason Banton, another one. He, he replaced Opie Edwards on 75 minutes, and then in the 85th minute, Andre Wright came on for Jamie Reed. So yeah, interesting looking back yeah. at that. Some good options um, there on the bench. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I think that probably leaves us uh, a good place to finish. Um, so, yeah, hopefully get the season started at the weekend and long may Yeovil's uh, complete collapse carry on. And if anyone gets hit by their chairman, please do get in touch with us and we can uh, call him a wanker for you. So, yeah, thank you from me. Uh, and then thank you to Johnny and Matthew for joining us. Cheers, everyone. Thanks very much.